0: Yeah, let me, let me use this chair. Sorry, guys. Alright, so uh, who knows what the message was on Sunday? Just shout it out, whatever the you think it according is. man. Huh? Children according to man. Children according to man. What's the three things that man says children are? Pets, Pets and toys. toys, and trophies. Pets, toys, and trophies. Do y'all think that this is made up? Do y'all look around and see pets, toys, and trophies instead of children? What's an example of a pet? Give me something that like we talk about with pets. Said so pet is for your personal entertainment and they have no responsibility. That's exactly what I was getting to. Never once I've owned five dogs. Never once did I expect any of my dogs at any time to be responsible for anything. He can boo boo, dig a hole, chew on something, he do whatever he want to do, cause he does not have any responsibility, right? Does that sound, do you, do you mandate your, your, your goldfish? How many of y'all have had pets before? Did you tell your pet to do something every day? How come you didn't dig me three holes before I got home? Did you tell the pet what to do? No, nah, not the goldfish. goldfish is there. <laughs> it's in a world of its own. There's a lot of children do the same thing, right? All right, that's pets. What are toys for? Yes, sir. Entertainment, what's the number one word that's associated with toy? Play, right? You play with toys. If you didn't play, wouldn't be no toys, right? What you do with a kickball? Play with it. What you do with. Well, they don't make this junk no more. Barbers and all the other junk, They don't do all that no more. They still make them, they just don't yeah. yeah. Children's imaginations ain't the same no more. All right? Okay, so anyway, pets, toys, and trophies. What's one of the definitions of trophies? In a war for something that's in a competition. Exactly. Some people compete with their kids. My kid doing such and such. The main thing I see is parents try to live through their children's success, you know? Both my parents were alcoholics. Nothing wrong, hey, they raised me, I made it out. But my success, it has something to do with you, but I turned in the papers. I got up for class, et cetera, et cetera, right? What the parent try to do is act like I get what you get. I get credit for what you did. No, that's not how it worked. Okay, so anyway, let's, uh, let's turn to the Bible, because there's a lot we could pick from the last week's message, but let's open the Bible to Exodus chapter 20. Let's go back to, to somewhat the beginning of time and see what God said then concerning children. Exodus 20. All right, for the sake of time, I'm going to read a lot of this stuff. Because we have a lot of Bible to read, but we have a lot of what people are saying today about children to read, too. See, that's an example of a toy. Look at that right there. That's, that's one good example. Ain't nothing else you can do with that thing. What else can you do with it? Use your imagination to play with it. Name it, kiss on it, move it around and give it a voice. Hey, That's all you can do with that little thing. Alright? Exodus 20, verses 2 through 5. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This is him giving the Ten Commandments to Moses. Verse uh verse 4: Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water underneath the earth thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. How many of y'all know those two words, thumped Oprah off the cross? Mm -mm. She said when she was 27, she heard God is a jealous God, she left Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, when she was 27? Mm Mm-hmm, and she ain't never been back since. The church of Oprah, talking to psychics and all kind of garbage, all right? All right, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. I read this for a reason. What's God's concern here about you obeying Jesus? The people who come after you. In other words, your children. That's important to God. All right? Now, seven, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that take the name in vain. Now, let's uh, go down to verse eight. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, he's just issuing out all the commandments okay there's only 10 of them so far we've covered three thou shalt have no other god before me thou shalt not make any graven enemies unto thee thou shalt not take the name of the lord thy god in vain remember the sabbath day to keep it holy then he gets to this important text that he puts in the commandments verse 12 somebody read exodus 20 verse 12. honor your father and your mother that your days may be long the land that the lord your god has given you think about it i only have 10 things that I'm, i want this nation to live by Only 10. I could say a million things as God, the creator and fabricator of hair, the fovea centralis in your eyeball that cameras and you know video cameras try to imitate, the pixel... God can say anything, but he says in 10 things that I say to humans one of them is very important to me, the one that you just read. Honor your father and your mother. Alright? There's a whole bunch of other commandments we can read, but I just wanted you to see that in God's decree to the world, one of the things that he said regards who? Children. Yeah. Children. Alright? Now then, watch this. 18, And all the people saw that the thunder and the lightning and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain of smoking, and when they saw it, they removed and stood for all. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we he- will we hear but let not God speak, us, lest speak with us, lest we die. Verse 20, look at what Moses said. Somebody read verse 20. Moses said to All right, so there's two things God is concerned about. Yes, children, but why are these commandments given so that people will fear God and turn from sin? Is there any other reason we have the police today? Do the police come around giving out five dollar coupons for people who comply with the law? Is that what they exist for? Is that why they go and train for getting tass and mace and exercise and takedowns and holes and all types of? Do the police exist for that? Why do the police exist? For people who don't want to do what the law says. So what is God trying to tell us here? I'm giving you these commandments to put my fear in your heart so that you turn from sin. God knows the penalty of sin. So he's He's trying to admonish us. All right, let's keep going. So I just went back in time so we can see has God's intent for, you know, honor thy father and mother, has it changed at all? No. It has not changed. Okay, let's speed it up a little bit. Now, you may say, Pastor Todd, you are really just you. got a you got a you got um, beef with kids. This is just your soapbox. You always talking about whooping and beating and disciplining. You always. Did. I got friends that talk since I was in high school. Man, your kids ain't gonna like you, man. You all you all you, you talking about beat your kids. I've worked in a lot of youth programs, and I just keep saying the same thing oh, all day. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm gonna do when I get mine. I had my mind made up then. I am not gonna be embarrassed like this at all. Okay, now let's go to Deuteronomy 21. Somebody turn to Deuteronomy 21. And if you're wondering what the name of my special guest tonight is, his name is Snow. Take a wild guess. look at him again, and you'll know why I call him Snow. <laughs> Snow. Alright, Deuteronomy 21. Deuteronomy 21. Look at God's consistent message. Man, I was in the Word today. I said, Man, I got to put this Bible down. This thing will consume you. You'll be in the Word four hours and won't even know it. Just bleak me like, doggone it. I'm just breaking down (laughs) this, that, and the other, and I ain't really got nowhere. All right, Deuteronomy 21. Uh, Watch this. Somebody read loud for us, verse 18 any man has a stubborn and rebellious son who would not obey his father or his mother and when they chastise him, he would not even listen to them. Alright, stop. Do we have those type of children today? Do we have children today that do not listen to mommy? They do not listen to daddy. Do we still have those kids today? Look at this. Deuteronomy. Who knows the time frame it was written in the somewhere towards the beginning of time. Look at what God has observed as he's issuing out the law. By the way, I'm going to address this issue of children. So it's saying, if we have kids who don't listen, read the next verse, 19. Then his father and mother shall seize him and bring him out to the elders of the city of the gate. Are children removed from homes today for disobedient behavior? How many organizations can you name that deal with kids who are removed from the home? Orphanages. What about youth villages? What about, uh, Wilder. man, they, huh, Wilder. Wilder? They got boot camps. They have wilderness camps. They have uh tons H-T-C. of stuff out there, huh? HTC. Yeah, they got all these. I've traveled and spoken at a lot of them. They got plenty of juvenile homes, group homes, therapeutic uh, residential treatment facilities other than youth villages. All right, read verse 20. They shall say to others of the city, son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a blood man and a drunk man. So this is the, yo. Know, the parents are saying, look man, we done did what we can. We can't not, we, we don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Do you not know that when I was at the that school right there, BCA, I had two parents approach me personally and they brought me outside and said, Mr. Smith, please beat my son's tail mm-hmm. verbatim. These are Africans, so you know they get down, right? But the mama looked at me with tears in her eyes. I need you to help me, sir, beat his tail. I was like, yes, ma'am. No, you don't understand. Beat his tail, beat his tail, beat his tail, over and over again. I said, all right, you let him know that. I don't have a problem with whooping. Whooping's next to breathing. You're going to give me something to do. So one day he got smart with me and I pulled him to the side. I said, do you remember what your mama told me? She said, I can beat your tail. I said, that's what I would have been did already if you were mine. I said, now you need to slow down because I'm going to call her and see if I can cash in on beating your tail. He didn't change his mind. What did I do? Call his mom and beat his tail. Now, there's a method. You got to open the door, have another staff there, eyewitness so that they, you know, you got to protect yourself. Once I beat his tail, how does his behavior change? I didn't have any more problems with him because I made you a believer, right? Anyway, let's keep reading. Now the kid is removed from the home, he goes to the elders of the city they say look man my child is uh he ain't following the instruction what's 21 say read 21 someone then all man of of his town shall stone him to death you must purge the the evil from among you all israel will hear of it and be afraid look at god's method for child children who don't listen did god say give us some medicine Put them in a straitjacket, put them in these facilities where they spit. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. Spitting on staff. One time I seen a boy punch another staff in the face. I was sitting right there. I said, I wish that had been me. Punch me in my face. This would be my last day on this job. As you can see, I don't work there no more. There are two times when I can't. It ain't because they're kids. That's, that's besides the point. Is that you're that bold enough to do that to a grown man? Something's got to be wrong with you. All right? What did God say do? Stone them. Not, not children throw stones. We don't want the women. We want the men of the city to come and throw stones and stone him to death. Don't hear his leg break and say alright that's enough. Mm-mm. Don't see blood. No, that's not good enough. Keep going until when? Death. Ain't that, ain't that crazy? Whose prescription is this? God's prescription. That sounds very extreme. I always say all the time when sharing Jesus, God is extreme in blessing and in cursing. You will live forever. Streets of gold, heavenly bodies. Oh, Jesus is good. And that's the good side. Now, what happens? You're going to fry forever. You're going to roast and burn. The Bible says the smoke of your torment will ascend day and night forever. Like I say, look at a picture. It don't change. That's hell. Ain't no X's in hell. Yeah, my son may be gay, but I close my door. And we are gonna live for Jesus. Yeah, my sister may, my daughter may be on crack. Daddy, love you. God bless you. Better get saved. Close that door. Time to live for Jesus. I'm not going here for nobody. That's me. Eat to each his own. Philippians 2:12. Work out your own salvation here, <laughs> I'm just saying, God is extreme, and it, it, it doesn't matter. He's extreme. Over 900,000 species of insects. Isn't that extreme? Don't we have enough flies? Don't we have enough? I mean, anyway, alright, so God's prescription for putting children to death, this is in the law. I'm not telling y'all, this man said, man, next time I suck up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just giving us a perspective from God's mind. What do I do with children who don't listen? Death. Right? Now, it says Putting the evil away from among you. Like I said, he's concerned about the seed. In the prison system, for example, don't you know, there's three generations of people in prison at the same time. Grandfather, father, and son. It just keeps happening over and over and over. Mama, daughter, granddaughter in prison. It's like, man, what is in the seed? I don't know. That's why God said, put it to death. All right? Now let's look at Rebellion defined. I'm going to read these for you because we got a lot of reading to do. And most of this is going to be like you watching a TV show or something like that. But let's do this, okay? 1 Samuel 15, 23. 1 Samuel 15, 23. It says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. These are big words. I could break them all down. I'm going to choose one. And we're going to talk about witchcraft in a second. Because thou has rejected the word of the Lord, he, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Alright, so let's talk about witchcraft for a second. Because the Bible says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. When you when when you hear the word witchcraft, what comes to your mind? Spirits. What else? Spirits, what else? Magic. Magic, what else? Soul Broomstick, what'd you say? Sorcery. Sorcery. All right, great. Witchcraft in Hebrew, meaning the Old Testament was written in uh, Hebrew, the original language, means Kasim, K-E-H-S-E-M, Kasim, which means divination of the nations of Balaam or false prophets. You may say, All right, what is divination? What is Balaam? Balaam, a wicked man who tried to provoke the Israelites to sin against God. If you study Balaam, these are the three things that you'll find associated with him. An evil eye, a haughty or prideful bearing, or a greedy or covetous spirit. What does covetous mean? I want what you got so much so I'm willing to hurt you or do whatever it takes to get it. That's why we have crime in the city of Memphis, right? You go out and you work, you get you a job, man. I finally got that trade. Praise God. You celebrating, you go get you some wings and you chillin' everything, you go to work. Three months go by, you price that nice HD TV. Big as this boy. Yeah, man, I want to put the game on, bring my partners in, my kids and stuff. You get it all mounted and stuff, you work hard for that thing. You work overtime and all that. What happens two weeks later? Somebody get a glimpse in your window. What happened? Steal it. They bust that window, come get your TV, is that right? You did everything right. I worked hard to get this thing. Yet somebody see what you got, they want it so bad they'll break the law again. That's covetousness. Could you imagine for a second? What if we could take each other's genes, literally, another man's muscles? He falls asleep. We take his muscles and put on. It sounds stupid, but look at how much cosmetic surgery there is. Look at how much steroids there are, because men want what other men have. Is that, is that right? Yeah. So, so if somebody can steal your smile, right? I'm, y'all laughing, but I'm telling you, that's why they have so much cosmetic stuff, because people want to change how they look. I don't like my nose. Remember Michael Jackson? Man, he came back on the scene, was like, man, what in the world did happen to Michael? You know, Michael bleached his face and changed everything. He didn't look human no more. He had an odd shape. Octagon looking face, all that junk. Even before he died, they say he looked genderless. Mm. Couldn't tell if he was a man or a woman or both. Right? Alright, so now now that you see what witchcraft is, let's bring this back to kids. Okay, so all we talked about is God. In the beginning, he put it in the law. We talked about God's prescription. Sounds extreme, but that's what he did back in the day. Because it was serious to him. Now we see what uh, rebellion is. So let's, let's ask a question. Here's a question for the group tonight. Can a child really be divinely guided by evil, even if it's your child? How many of y'all think that? That doesn't really sound like it goes together. Most parents would never associate evil with their own child. Oh, he just needs some sleep. He's tired, right? What's the first thing folks say when a kid is acting up like a little two-year-old? What they call when a kid acts up at two years old? A babe, what the, what's the coin for a two-year-old acting up? Terrible twos. I haven't seen it. I believe it. Four kids. I dare you, sir. And I mean that. Most people ain't serious when they discipline. But the point is, terrible twos. It's acceptable for a kid to act a the fool. They've even given it a name. Terrible twos. Right? So can a child really be divinely guided by evil? Because remember, what is rebellion? It is as the sin of witchcraft. What is witchcraft? You're being, you're seeking divination from a false prophet or Balaam, Something evil is guiding you. born into sin until you like Jesus. You're in Say that one more time. when you're born, you're born into sin. So before you Jesus, that's just how you live, and that's you're And you're exactly right, but most people don't think that about their children. If you go to a parent, do this one time if you're sharing Jesus and say, "Look at your son." If he were to die right now, where would he spend eternity? Just ask that question why. Oh, he go to heaven Like heaven has an exemption. If you less than 11, you go to heaven. You do whatever you want. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible said, Well, let me let me uh let me not get ahead of myself. Let's read, let's read this. Alright, I'm gonna read you five things that support can a child really be divinely guided by evil, even if it's your child. Point number one. John eight forty four. 44 John eight forty four. Jesus is talking I know for the sake of time I'm going to go ahead and read it for you if you're taking notes John eight forty four. 44 contemporary English version says your father is the devil and you do exactly what he wants he has always been a murderer and a liar how long has he been a murderer and a liar always there is nothing truthful about him nothing He speaks on his own, and everything he says is a lie. Not only is he a liar himself, but he is also the father of all lies. Listen to that line carefully. There's three strong absolute words that are used in this text. Always, nothing, and everything. You hear them little sorry R&B songs. I love you always. Whatever, right? Always and forever. Who are they singing to? Two 16-year-olds. they look looking each other in the eye. Always and <laughs> forever. Is that true? But they it. But here, when, it, when Jesus is saying always is God, does it really mean always? Yes, it means always. What about when he says nothing or everything? Those are three extreme words that he's using in the text. So, if someone lies, who's really the one behind the lie somewhere down the line? Yep. The devil. The Bible said he's the father of all lies. Yep. Yes. So he done orchestrated this somehow. He done set the lie up three days in advance. This how it's going to roll out. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, bleep, it's a lie out your mouth. Ain't that something? If we can see the things that happen spiritually. We're not ready for that. Let's keep going. That's point number one as to can a child be divinely guided by evil. We see here, if he lying, the devil calls the joker to lie. Point number two, 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen 13 through 15. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen 13 through 15, King James, it says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. 14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Here's another way of looking at what this verse says. When you see somebody who look like they doing right or living right, is that the case all the time? That is, That is not. For example, one classic person, Jim Jones. I don't know if y'all know the history behind him. He led a thousand people down to South America and led them all to drink that poison and they died. Another one, Joseph Kony, who's still on the run right now. They ain't caught him in Africa. This man has killed probably 50,000 women and children over the last 30 years. He mixes Islam Judaism and Christian no Islam, Christianity, and witchcraft. Mm. So he appears like the holy man who has a message from God. And the whole time, and I'm standing right here, I'ma cut her arm off just to make her come be my be my little slave. Cause when she see that blood, she thinks it's gonna happen to her, and that's how that's how Islam do. They put the blade to your throat and say, Convert. Whoop, they cut off your brother's leg and say, Convert. You say, Okay. Mm-hmm. It ain't because you believe in that junk, you just don't want to get cut. Right? So the point is, Satan looked like he's doing right, but it's just like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It ain't no different. Yeah. So that's, that's what this one is saying. So even though a child may look like they're doing right, just leave the room for two minutes. Who's ever taught for, who's ever taught? You know what I mean. You come back in and something's going on. Point number three, can your child be divinely guided by evil, John 3, 16 through 21. I love, I've memorized this in my head because everybody knows John three sixteen. I was at a fair with a man drunk as a skunk. He got a ticket for public intoxication. And after hours hour he stumbled across the street, he said, For God! He was spitting, you know, he just stone drunk. And he quoted John 316. Mm. Amazing, because he knew we were out there sharing the gospel. So everybody knows John 316. What's John 316? All right. John three seventeen. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but that through Him the world might be saved. John three eighteen. He who believes is not condemned, but he who does not believe already, he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What's the number one thing it takes to keep you separated from Jesus? Unbelief. That's a whole other topic. All right. Nineteen. Look at what 19 says. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Have you ever seen people just don't want to hear about Jesus? You ever seen people don't want to come to church? You ever seen people don't even want to be around you because they know you stand for the things of God? You ever seen people kind of get an attitude if you talk about Jesus too long? The list goes on and on and on. Why? Jesus is saying because they love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. 20. It says, For everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds be reproved. This is like lying. As a parent, man, it's a a joy being a parent. You can tell when your child is lying. Your child gives themselves away. They don't even know how to lie yet. It's all over their body. Did you do it? Uh, yeah, I did. It. You can see it in their body language. I got four kids. I'm telling you, if you a parent, you know what I'm talking about. That's now I know why how your mama give you the benefit of. Let me go and give him an opportunity to do what? Tell the, the truth. truth yeah. <laughs> then when he lie anyway, now you done played me for a fool. <laughs> you trying to play for? That's when you get the beat down. Yeah. She gave you an opportunity to tell the truth, you're going to lie anyway. Insisting that what you're saying is right, your mama fool. That's when you get jacked up. That was one of the worst ways to get whooped line. Yeah. If you lie, ooh, man. So anyway, yeah, right. God is saying, 21, but he that doeth the truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Mm. So again, when a person doesn't want to hear about God, the things of God, I'm tired of about Jesus, I ain't got but 10 minutes. Ten minutes a month, I don't want to hear about Jesus no more. What'd that tell you? They love darkness, says God. Mm. Who's talking in John 3.16? Jesus. If you read the Bible, are those words in red? Mm. That means Jesus Christ is talking. Alright? Okay, so again, that may be a sign that they're divinely guided by evil. All of a sudden, they don't want to hear about Jesus no more. Mm. Alright? Four, I love this one. I have the whole book of Ephesians memorized. Ephesians 2, 2 and 3. It said, Ephesians 2, 2 through 3, it says, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Some children that are cutting up with them tantrum, what spirit is in them that causes them to do that? God is telling us, You uh, sir, read uh, Ephesians 2, verse 2. Sorry, man, I didn't know you weren't there. in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Stop for a second. The prince of the power of the air. One translation says the ruler of the atmospheric domain. Boy, that sounds serious. Ephesians 6.12, we can have a little spiritual warfare uh, uh lesson someday. Mm-hmm. Satan, the spirit that now... Work of in the children of disobedience. Who are the children of disobedience? Any child that's not born again. As you were saying. That's how I tell my kids all those time. Hey, look, there's a line in the sand. Daddy's already living for Jesus. I'm not assuming. I'm not gonna do it like most folk in the South. I'm not saying you automatically drafted into Jesus because I'm a t-. no, that's not how it works. Daddy got his own muscle. You better go eat the protein and do the push-up and get your own muscle. That's how I teach them. Don't you dare for one second think. I, I was there. No, oh, no, no, no. What do we read in Ezekiel 18 4 on Sunday? Every soul belongeth to God. Yep. I can't get spiritual credit for my parents' goods, good works, just like God ain't going to send me to hell because of what they do. Yep. Everything is on me. Yep. All right? Okay, so, wherein in time past, you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Verse 3 tells, like you said, everybody starts off the same. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature, nature. the children of wrath, even as others. God is saying, everybody started off like this. That's why you don't have to teach your child to do what? Wrong. You don't believe me? Have a baby. Watch about the 5th fifth, fifth or 6th month when you start calling them. Come on, little boo-boo. He going to say He going to know you call him. He going to run. Come on, little boo. In his mind, it's a game. No, I ain't doing it. And it's cute. Keep egging it on. Month number seven. Come on, little boo-boo. Come on, little boo-boo. Stop that, little boo-boo. Stop that. What's going to happen? There go your blinds. <laughs> when he can move around, now you're eating at the table. Boop, there go your drink. Why is he doing that? Little boo-boo's going crazy. Ain't he? Let him have siblings. What's the older little boo-boo doing to the younger? Pulling on his hair. He doing. Where is he getting it from? Right? This is what God is saying. We all start. Okay, so the last verse, Genesis 8.21. Genesis 8.21. This is right after the flood. The flood has just happened. Genesis 6. God looks to see man. He prepares Noah to build the ark. Then uh, chapter 7 and 8, the flood occurs. The flood has just gotten over. Now, what does God say about man? Genesis eight twenty one. Somebody read that for us. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is, heart, is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. When does the evil in a youth heart start? From the time he's born, as other preachers say, it's a big ball of sin. Nobody likes to look at it that way because it's it's my boo boo. He's not a sinner. He's just been a baby, 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 People like to do that, right? Take a big nasty rock waller. Nah, let's do something bigger than that. What's a big dog name? A big dog breed? Bull Master. Bull Master. I know that thing big. When I was at Fort Lewis, Fort Lewis, Washington, we was at the park, two dogs got loose. One was a Doberman Pinger, and one was a Bull Master. When I say this thing was big, brother, I've never seen a dog with a head like this. It had to be this long, and the head was like this, and he had them Turner and Hooch, that big slob, here you come like this. Oh. Man, I crawled up on top of the basketball goal. <laughs> Everybody was trying to run somewhere. I, I used my skills. I was like, I just, you know, scraped my skin. and got stood right on the top. I said, I know he ain't going to get up here. I'm just going to wait, stay up here and tell you <laughs> But that was one of the biggest dogs I've ever seen in my life. A bull massive is big. All right, so from the time the baby is born, he imagines evil. We're born into sin. Who's saying this? God is saying this. It's no different than. I wish I had a good example. Say this. Uh, say this. Cell phone, right? Smartphone. If I leave this phone on, what's going to happen after five hours? The phone is going to die. Do you think uh, Motorola knows that? Does Motorola have it in their manual to tell me, after five hours of not being plugged in, what's going to happen to the phone? Yes. It's going to die. Do I believe Motorola? Yes, why? Because no, they made the phone. So who made humans? God. No. There you go. Who made human beings? So that's why we gotta believe that this is what happens in the heart of folks. All right, so now let's, let's now we clearly see what God says about children. Here's, here's, here are some words. Here are some words that you can take with you if you say, Guy, you're just picking on kids. You've got a, a beef with kids. you got a serious problem. Okay? Here's what the Bible says will happen to you. Here's what you can have if you say, Discipline's not that big of a deal. Grief. Bitterness. Sorrow. Foolish. Heaviness shame calamity or destruction reproach blame or fault or even death God the creator and fabricator of humans is saying if you do not discipline these children here's all these words that you can have to your life parent CPS DCS that's not what they, they ain't telling kids that, they're not telling parents that All right Proverbs 20, verse 7. I'm just going to pop off a few proverbs. I was trying to find a sheet that says, Discipline your children. There's more than 40-something references in the Bible that tell parents to beat that tail. Now, if I take something away, does it have the same effect as me beating that tail? No. If I take that phone, does it have the same effect as beating that tail? Here's what what I really mean. If I take your phone away, do you really fear that? Alright, let me put it another way. Do you think that men are scared of going to go into jail? How many say yeah? So why is the prisons overcrowded? I heard that they can't build prisons fast enough. I'm a volunteer with WTSP. They can't build prisons fast enough. There's so many people in jail, it's unreal. they sleeping on the floor. In Washington State, they have what's called a lottery system. There's so many people in jail, it's a 4 man cell with eight people in there. So they'll say, who's been in here the longest? All right, everybody who went in a served six month, let's just roll the dice and just start drawing names and get them out of here. We don't even have the capacity to house these cats no more. Yeah, so you got cats that's walking away for free. Then you see what Obama did with people who were unjustly? That's the same reason why. They don't have the space. They can't build jails fast enough. So do you think that people are afraid of going to jail? No, not in America. Have you been to a prison? You been to a prison? Are they in a five by five cell on a block of concrete with a blanket getting beat on all day? Is that American's prisons? What do they have in prison? Everything you got. (laughs) I drink coffee all day, dominoes. I can go to school, I can learn a trade, I can lift weights, I can play basketball. I can use a cell phone and an MP3 player. I can have trainer visits. Yeah, if I'm married, we can set it up. They got trailers on these uh, things where if I'm married, I can have a trailer visit. I'm telling you, pool, table, all that. that, I'm not saying prison is fun, but I'm supporting the point of, are people scared to go to prison? They're not scared to go to prison. But what if people were getting their hands cut off like in the Middle East? Do you think people are still You ain't got but two hands and a lifetime to live. I got my hand cut off when I was 10 years old. I cannot understand it any more. Right? Yeah, yeah. It will bring about a different effect. That's all I'm saying. That's why God prescribes the rod. God does not say time out. God does not say all that stuff. That stuff comes from man. Alright, let's keep going. Proverbs 20, verse 7. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Proverbs 23, 24. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice. And he that be a wise child shall have joy of him. Proverbs 29, 17. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give the light unto thy soul. If parents have obedient children, how does it make them feel? Parents, how does it make you feel? You ain't got to use your belt. You halfway gotta raise your eyebrow. How does it make you feel? Life is grand. Especially when they start showing you what you invested in. Look, daddy, I cleaned my shoes. Oh, my goodness. Here's five dollars. Let's go get some little seasons, you know. You want to celebrate. He gets it. When I say sit down and sit out. oh my, he gets it. He understands, right? All right, let's keep going. Now, final points for tonight. So you see what I just read you, what's the big deal, guy? That's what I have on this this screen. Somebody's thinking, what's the big deal? So what? Right? Some more liberal minded person. I got a brother and a sister. Yes, sir. To listen to God. Listen to God. And if you have children, what should you do? Obey your parents. Yeah, but when you become a man and you have children, what should you do? You better discipline them, or you're going to be in Walmart trying to say, come back here. <laughs> one story, true story, I was in Kroger, the one right here, the old Kroger. Remember how they had the old Kroger right here, the highland pump, yeah. uh, the one they tore down? Yeah. I'm standing in the checkout, the cash, uh, the check, you know, where you go to Custom Service, the, uh, where you get the money orders and stuff. Yeah. I'm standing in line, and I hear this lady, you stop that. She got real, uh, started enunciating because she was mad. You stop that right now. This is what she said. Thomas Jeffrey Anderson, come back here. The fact that you're yelling clearly tells me you're not in control. I never yell. You know what the business is before we leave this dough jam, don't you? Right? I prep you before we leave the house. We're going to Mr. Gerald's house. What does that mean? I better be on my best behavior or you're gonna beat my tail. <laughs> that's right brother, you ain't embarrassed with me. Uh, thank you for your time Gerald, we got to go. go. I ain't got to yell because y'all know what I'm going to do. My mind's already made up. I ain't got to think about what I'm going to do. I already know what I'm going to do. I told you what I was going to do before we left. Right? So that's what I'm getting ready to do. I ain't got to yell at you. I know I'm getting jailed jail. All three of y'all turn around, bend over. Just like that. Just like that, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny, I'm going to side by for a minute, what's funny is when you become a parent, it's like God gives you another way of understanding people, because we have a lot of parents. For example, I was in a youth program, and there was this kid, it was a youth for Christ, Christmas time, they were giving out gifts, and uh, the kid got the gift. It was like everybody gets a random box. He, He picked a number, he gets a gift. This Joker opened the gift. He looked at it, threw that mess on the ground like that. And his mama did like this. Cause there was a lot of people around. She whispered in his ear, and he started, he had tears in the eye. He turned back around. And he picked that thing up off the floor. He gave it back to the people. Goes, I'm sorry. Now, what kind of power makes that boy tear up in two seconds? He knew, didn't he? know? He already knew. You better go get it right. And that was grace. Imagine if, if that wasn't a program, what the mama would have did. She was a soldier too in the army, fully dressed, boots on, and everything. Uh, so all, all I'm saying is, it's funny when you see another person have a parenting moment. That's what. I, have y'all seen another parenting moment? Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm, that's exactly what he needs, mm-hmm. I feel like giving like you a high-five, that t- that's what I'm talking about. Do a fist bump and keep it rolling. That's how we keep society together, right? We ain't got no whoopers in here. All right, let's keep going, all right? Number one, children become whatever we make of them. Children become whatever we make of them. I got this stuff, I'll, I'll show you the source. Crosswinds Youth, like you said, them. this is an organization that does counseling, they do therapy, they have all these different programs. Disrespectful children and teenagers, this is what it says, here's a quote. Has your once sweet and obedient child turned into a door slamming, yelling, cursing, and disrespectful teenager? Are they showing an increasing amount of frustration towards you and a disrespect for authority? Once a child hits their preteen or teen years, it is it it can often seem like this transformation happens overnight. Although this is one of the most widespread problems that a, that families face during the children's teen years, it is crucial to address. Disrespectful children early and often, as it can have serious consequences in your teens' adult life. Crosswindsyouth.org. These are the ones that parents are taking their children to, like you villagers sitting there crying, counselor. I don't know. He just doesn't listen to me. I'm so good to him, and it's it's a it's a very sad situation because these parents are genuine, but but it's minus discipline. All right. Here's a few things that uh, another uh, resource talks about. Some parents may be guilty of one, overall lack of discipline leads to spoiled children. Absence of disciplining during a child's formative years leads to difficult challenges for them as children and adults. It truly sets up patterns that can last a lifetime. Or a lack of consistent discipline is a new generation of parents that are convinced that discipline means that we are abusing or unreasonably punishing our children when in actuality the lack of discipline is a form of abuse. Alright, making the child the center of your world. These are the things that some parents do. Making the child the center of your world. Making your child's wishes the top priority in every circumstance teaches her that the world revolves around her. Reminds me of a book uh, my kids used to uh, have there was a free book program that your kids get a free book every month, if you sign them up when they're little. The Minosaur, walk around, everything is mine, it's mine, it's mine. He did that so much, so what did all the other dinosaurs do? They not want to do nothing with the minosaur. He looked around, he was all alone, because he thought the world revolved around him. All right? Accidentally rewarding negative behavior. If you only notice kids when they whine or cry, you send a message that tantrums and tears are the best way to get your attention. I know I wouldn't deal with that. Failing to put clear limits on your child's behavior. If you don't set or enforce guidelines for good behavior, Butcher says, this PhD person, you're likely to raise a child who is rude, uncooperative, and disrespectful. Has anybody ever experienced those types of children? All right? Not enforcing rules consistently. While some parents fail to set limits, other set mushy or inconsistent ones, Carp says. This occurs when you tell your kids not to do something in a very passive way, but allow them to do it anyway. Man, I never experienced this kind of stuff when I was raised. If my mama said go to bed, what that mean? Go to bed, go to bed now. Yeah. That's what it means. It don't mean I'm still playing around thirty minutes later. I don't understand that. Not holding your child accountable, refusing to hold your child accountable when he does something wrong sends the message that he never makes a mistake, but rather teaches your child to blame others whenever problems arise. Constantly making excuses for a child's negative behavior teaches them to do the exact same thing when they become adults. If you've ever been a boss, you know what I'm talking about. You've ever supervised or been in any type of managing capacity, you will see firsthand the excuses that adults make. It's just like kids. Alright, giving in to temper tantrums, this is the last point, it says it proves the kids that they can get whatever they want by throwing a fit, which is not how things happen in the real world. Once again, the Little Caesar thing I mentioned to you, lady talk about, I'm from Mrs. Sit. I'll beat your blah 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 over four or five slices of Little Caesar's pizza that you said you didn't like, so put the box down and have a nice day. You going in and arguing trying to get your $5.46 sitting back. You know, if you had to pull out a gun, man, it's really not good. you. Here you go. I'll give you $10 so somebody can live. It ain't that serious, man. <laughs> no, you won't give me my pizza, you know, throwing a fit in the store because of Little Caesar's Pizza. It's a true story. Still like that. Yeah, yeah. They like that. <sighs> All right, next point. Children breed in righteousness or riotousness. James 1, 13 through 15 tells us that you breed Behavior, right? Mm. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But but when a man is uh hold on, let me go there real quick. Get get turn that turn there real quick. James uh James chapter one. Oh yeah, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, and bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished or full grown it bring a fork death That's why you get a joke of go from wine cooler to beer, beer to liquor, liquor to acid, acid to crack, crack to this and so on and so forth. They keep growing. Weed ain't fun no more. do get me high enough. I need something stronger. Put it in the vein. This dude, when I was a chaplain at Tyson, this man told me, he said, chaplain, I need to talk with you. We was at the park. This man said, man, I'm going to tell you something. I'm addicted to methamphetamines. I'm addicted to meth. He goes, man. I shoot the meth in my neck. He said, I know exactly where. I ain't even. I can close my eyes. I'm gonna shot out so much. I can just do this right here, in my neck, and the meth hits my vein, and I'm good. He tried to tell me about his addiction, different things. But yeah, so 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 it breeds, right? Person steal a toy, then they didn't get a shirt. They steal a little money from their mama. Then yeah, they rob the corner store, right? Corner store ain't no good. Let's do two or three corner stores like Memphis. They'll rob a family dollar. They'll just rob all day long. The police over on that side, they're on this side. They start robbing. They come over here, they go on this side. So many family dollars, is just around. Did y'all catch that part, you know, yeah. several months ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right up here on uh Summer, The uh we must have just went in when they robbed, because a man was standing by the door. He walk around the building, he on the phone, trying to call somebody. The window was busted out. I'm like, man, these, these jokes gonna be playing. All right? The effects of reaping and sowing are instant. Galatians 6, through uh, Galatians 7th way, expanded Bible says, Do not be fooled, deceived, or mistaken. You cannot cheat, mock, or make a fool of God. People harvest only what they plant. Reap what they sow. If they plant to satisfy or in the field of, into their sinful cells, their sinful nature of flesh, excuse me, their sinful cells will bring them ruin. They will reap destruction from the flesh. What happened if a first keep eating donuts? What happened to them? Uh huh. What, what happened if a person keep drinking uh, beer? My whole my mom's whole side, yeah, they get a beer belly. What my mom's whole side of the family was all users of something. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a Detroit thing or just my family. Every last person smoking, hitting, shooting, snorting. We had a cousin who drank rubbing alcohol and died. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. When you drink rubbing alcohol, you ain't supposed to drink that stuff, right? But all I'm saying is, okay, you reap what you sow. You keep playing with them kids. A true story. A lady came up to me when I was a chaplain at Tyson. Chaplain? She's Hispanic, you know, a lot of Hispanic. I said, what's wrong? You know, i always joking around. She was kind of sad today. I said, oh, what's wrong with you? She goes, oh, it's time for me to get off. I said, what's, what's wrong with that? She's like, oh, I gotta go and deal with my kids. And I said, uh, so how many kids you got? I have four kids, they are teenagers, 13, 14. She gave me the ages. She goes, they do not listen to me. She goes, it's so frustrating being home with them. And she goes, Chaplain, don't be nice to your kids or they won't listen to you. I'm glad I wasn't going home with her. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't going home with us. We can't have a, 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 me and that kind of behavior coexist. And somebody gonna get their feelings hurt. I'm gonna have to leave, or it's gonna be some boot and elbow action up in there. And I mean that. Now, hey, I'm old, I'm a little old school. I ain't too old school, but I just, anyway, I'm like, man. I said, look, I'm gonna internalize that. That was four years ago. I still see her face now. Just looking all sorrowful. Oh, oh, I got to go home. I was like, ooh, ooh. What do we read? Grief, sorrow, all those things. Alright, now this is the last thing I'm going to read to y'all. This is by, uh, this guy is called KevinMD.com. He is considered social media's leading physician voice. Listen to what this brother says. Parents bring their children, Now now he's a guy who sits here all day long watching people bring their kids in for different things. He says, parents bring their children in for evaluation sometimes Sometimes as young as two years old. Two years old, mind you. Two years old and they're already being diagnosed for something because the nursery school can't handle their outbursts towards other toddlers. Elementary schools tell parents that their child will not be admitted back into the classroom until you see a psychiatrist and get him put on some medication to control him. This is a doctor who sees kids and parents bring their little kids in and this is what they're saying. At two or three and four or five years old, ain't that some? Some children are refusing to get out of bed in the morning, refusing to get dressed and go to school, causing their parents great anxiety because I just can't make him do anything. Some parents are resorting to to the old taking away of privileges tactic, retrieving in in retrieving in bedroom game consoles, televisions, computers, and even smartphones. Then this is what he says: Wait, stop. Hold on. These parents tell me that their children are out of control, that they need to be medicated, that they are ADHD and bipolar, that they are sick when actually they are suffering from one thing and one thing only. Listen, this is the doctor talking now. Alright. He says a profound lack of discipline in the home and at school. Parents do not feel that they make the rules anymore. Uh, There can be no house rules, there can be no punishments, behavior or corporal or otherwise because little Johnny has the Department of Social Services on speed dial on his $600 iPhone and will call them if his parents lift a finger in order to keep their own home. Teachers are hamstrung, overwhelmed by sheer numbers of children in their classrooms and piles of lesson plans and paperwork designed to leave no child behind all the while leaving good teachers behind who can no longer stomach the profession they once loved. I'm going to close with this one verse, because I work with a lady who did elementary school for five years. What happened to her? She quit. Why? Behavior. She said, I just couldn't take it no more. Alright. Hebrews 12, 11, Holman Christian Standard Bible says, No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceable, it the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That's God's bottom line for why he disciplines in Hebrews chapter 12. So the question I want to leave you with tonight is this: if God disciplines his children, why do you think you don't have to? Ain't that so? God set the standard for discipline. Alright, so I know that's a mouthful, but. You know, I, I don't want you to view this as a social issue. It's, you know, a lack of discipline with children affects the church and the world. All right? For example, I told you all the statistics. Right now, 90% of children that are raised in church, what do they do? They walk away and never return. All right? And a lot of those kids don't have no discipline. I told you my music background, I've seen a lot. i stopped. In the middle of a concert, i stopped them. They didn't invite me back no more. Who cares? I obeyed what the Spirit of God told me to do. Guys, this is not a a worldly uh, endeavor. You you doing the mosh pit jump, you sliding the girl all across, what in the world is going on? We're supposed to be worshiping God. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. i got a lot of stories. But anyway, that's the point, guys, is discipline our children. I wish I had them verses to hand y'all so you can go and read for yourself uh, God's uh, mandate for disciplining children how it affects the seed and, you know, the body, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, let me pray Pray tonight. Father heaven. thank you so much for this time. God, uh, you know, there's a lot that your Word says about discipline. There's a lot that your Word says about how you respond to sin and different things. And we know that you are a loving God, and you want us to be loving parents. You said in the Word, a father who hates his son spares the rod, but a father who loves his son disciplines him promptly. Why discipline him? Even some of the children in this room, they're very disciplined. It's very clear that their parents' hand is in their life. And look at how peaceful they are. No disruptions, no no rude behavior, none of that stuff. All because parents are doing their job. We thank you for that, Lord. The by is a little more pleasant because some parents have chosen to discipline their children. Even from this place, this church, it, it, it spreads over to the school, to the community, etc. So God, let us take your word serious when it comes to our children because they are the next people who will lift up the banner of Jesus in their generation, hopefully. Again, Lord, we pray that uh, you be with everyone here as they lead. And God, if there's somebody here tonight who does not know you, I pray that something that took place tonight, that you you reach their hearts with your word. I could say a bunch of things, but that's all I'm going to say. I know you're the all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present God. And you're able to say, you're able to reach the heart when we can't. So we trust you, living God, uh, with all that we've asked you of. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right.